Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. The number one fuck boy. Johnny G, John Gabris in the High and Mighty Studios. Joining me, as always, is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris, who just left. Also joining me in the High and Mighty Studios for the first time is my guest, the number one molasses boy. The number one molasses boy. Boy, <laughs> Alan McLeod. Alan, thank you for coming into High and Mighty Studios. Number one molasses boy. Molasses boy. The molasses boy in the house coming down the chimney. I don't know why. Ho, ho, ho. Just mixing like 11 different analogies. Alan, thanks for coming over, man. Ah, so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so I, I was so excited to watch you do that. And then I was like, oh, I don't want to make, make him feel uncomfortable. I'm the same exact way. I start doing it and then I like can't look at you until I'm done. I was like, oh, I can't. I was like getting ex- I didn't even want to see what your reaction was when I said molasses boy because I was too afraid. <laughs> That, was, that to snuck up on me. <laughs> yeah. I thought of it when you were coming over. I was like, I'm going to get the same molasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything I can do to get that brand out there, because I really want to. It's I, really I, helping. I think a, a molasses bi- business might be in my future if I can, if I can boy, really molasses. get myself branded that way. Well, that's the thing. If you're an actor or working in Hollywood in any capacity, the only way you make real money is to invest in something else. Yeah. Like George Clooney is the most successful actor <laughs> maybe ever. Uh-huh. And he makes all his money off of tequila. Off <laughs> tequila. Like, he can't even <laughs> scrape by. Right. With He's just, just like, the fuck, I got to find some side gig. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like finding out that like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck have like a podcast together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Art, relax, dude. He's so oh, sorry. He's all worked up. Arthur. Um, it's okay. As usual, ruining the podcast. Um, yeah, that's pretty awful. Like, yeah, how- you got to be a multi hyphenate, you know, to, to, to do <laughs> You got to be a tequila, a tequila don, a actor, mm-hmm. writer, director. Well, it's not, you know, that different than, you know, just like a blue collar tradesman who's got to be an electrician, a handyman. Right. A little bit uh, of everything. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know how to make high end tequila and market it. <laughs> you got to do Nespresso commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, man, uh, God love him. Queen He's gonna Nespresso survive. With, yeah, um, no, Nespresso, Danny DeVito, and uh, my two favorite actors. <laughs> <laughs> I think two- Kevin Spacey pops in. You know? Of course, Nespresso. <laughs> knows what they're doing. Isn't that so upsetting when big actors are in commercials? Oh God, I miss the days when they thought it was. But hey, Arthur, no parking. <laughs> What do you want? Is your toy over here somewhere? To- oh, here it is. What yeah. do you want? You want me to toss it or what Jesus do you want me to do? Christ. I miss the fight da- over it? As I was saying, Arthur, I miss the days when like big actors were too like oh like it was tacky to do commercials. Yeah. You know what I mean? When people yeah. would say no to stuff so that it would like trickle down to the guys who don't have movie uh-huh. careers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instead, now there's no shame in doing commercials anymore. Because movies yeah. are practically commercials in a way. There's no shame in doing commercials anymore. So it's like, how am I gonna yeah. book a fucking There's no just in the the same way in, in America, the the shrinking, dwindling middle class, there's no uh yeah, there's there fewer, no middle fewer class journeyman in, in actors. Hollywood. You're either like a very <laughs> You're either broke, broke or, or, or in everything. Or you're in everything. I, I do yeah, I mean, you know, I like the fact that they took the stink off commercials a little bit, but at the same time, now they're taking all my goddamn jobs. I know. I could go. Hey, look, I would love to sell fucking charcoal briquettes. <laughs> you hear me, Kingsford? Yeah. I'm around. I haven't gone yeah. out for a commercial in like a, five years, but I I'm can done. say it. I can say, hey, what's in your wallet? I can say it. <laughs> yeah. Look, what's wrong with that? Hey, did that sound good? Hey, double uh, A, <laughs> MCO. <laughs> Like fucking, I don't, I don't even know if that's a company a, I'm choking yeah. MCO Maybe actually that can't be a commercial <laughs> Just barely got through one line of dialogue um, Before we get into our topic today, Alan I'm going to read some reviews of the podcast So here's how this works, guys If you go and rate me five stars on iTunes And then roast me in the comments or the reviews Whatever they're called um, You... I will read them on air. So here we go. This is from uh, the reviewer's name is Bordy Joy, and the review is called A True Work of Fart. Gotta love it. Human cat call and out of shape Belushi, John Gabris, delivers in his obscure performance art masterpiece about a developmentally challenged podcast host with a foul mouth and an hour to fill. It's Ali G meets What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Five stars. Okay. Wow. Wow. Human cat call. Human cat. That's a little unfair. <laughs> that's a little unfair. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like you're the thing that women hear. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, the cat calling is I'm not a compliment. A cat, like it would be like the kind of guy that would cat call is the dig, but a human cat call is even guys think that I'm the right, right move with women. But yeah. women hate me. Oh, actually, that makes total sense. Now. We just, I'm all about separating the cat call from the cat call. <laughs> right, right. The cat call is its own thing. Don't, don't trust the messenger. Just listen yeah, to the yeah. message, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, ladies. When you're walking the Come streets, on, ladies. think about what the company, Look, who cares who's this company? Smile more, baby. <laughs> and don't you worry about it. We're just two straight white two guys straight in a room telling women guys. how to react. <laughs> I can't believe cat calling still exists. It's, I don't know how anyone, I, I can barely talk to a stranger on, you know, a bus or something, <laughs> I, much I less have a hard just time telling someone say if they something to a woman <laughs> passing by. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you dropped $20. I am so sorry to take you out of your, whatever your Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Was. No less go like, Hey, you're hot. <laughs> you're hot. I know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know I know what I would do in a situation in which you were offering yeah. that up to me. Right. Also not They true. just have no filter. <laughs> a real roast by Brother Yos. I'd call this a roast, but if we're being honest, for John Garbys, it would have to be a deep fry. Tune in for the deserved self-deprecation. Stay for the chance to vicariously live through someone that allows themselves to do all the things that no sensible person would ever. Five stars. Look forward to the new ep each week. BTW, Tiffany sounds lovely. What? Get my wife's name out your mouth, motherfucker. Yeah, wow. That was a weird <laughs> one to end on. By the way, Tiffany sounds lovely. That's like an insane <laughs> little like thing off at the end. <laughs> it's I just feel trying like to sugarcoat it a little bit <laughs> right? at the end. Like, I feel like that's something like a weird uncle says as he gets up from the table with a wink. By the way, she seems lovely. <laughs> Good work, bud. You're like, oh, <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Um, Gabrus asks us to roast him in the comments by JPR1234. Wonder if he made that just for this. But the dullard doesn't realize reviews are not comments. Look, don't even waste your time trying because no insult we could say can hope to even reach the things he tells himself. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love that anyone just happening to like happen on your podcast, they see five stars and then they see like a vicious <laughs> insult. It like must be so confusing. I'm very curious because I thought I hacked the algorithm of like, there's no way Apple can keep track of what the words say. They yeah. can only keep track of the five stars. But my, I have like over a thousand five star ratings and I haven't moved the needle at all. So I'm wondering if Apple reads and it's like, he's been called alt-right like 20 times. Should we not promote his podcast? I I wonder if I'm doing myself a disservice, yeah. actually. Apple thinks that people maybe just don't understand the star system. Right, right. They're like five stars out of a hundred. <laughs> um, here we go. Review number 999. This is an older one a little bit. One more to... This is from M. Blanken 512. One more to go till a thousand. Johnny G certainly works harder than his dad, who mostly just lays around in a box all day. Ouch. <laughs> oh, that's a hard mostly one. mostly <laughs> what else does he do <laughs> besides haunt my fucking dreams and oh my uh, God. whisper in my ear upon every decision i make in my life oh that's Jesus. An, that was an intense one okay we should end on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah as always rate me five stars and then roast me in the comments or reviews whatever they're called sorry jpr1234 um and i could read yours aloud on air or tell your friends to do the same even if they don't listen to the fucking podcast you know it's episode 125 it's time i start getting serious about (laughs) (laughs) i've been doing i've put out over 200 hours of content will you guys please start reviewing me (laughs) yeah or get your get your mom or somebody to review yeah get your mom anytime you're on um, my friends uh, host a podcast on the headgum called Twinovation, and they're fucking lunatics. But they had a special promotion going where they were telling all their listeners to go to Apple stores and subscribe to their podcast via all the devices that were out. Whoa. <laughs> and they were calling it Johnny Apple store day. And they were like, all their fans were <laughs> posting videos of them hitting subscribe on like five iPads. I'm like, that's a fucking genius. Move yeah. That's if, good. If people do it on the grand scale, but yeah, 
anytime you visit your parents, if they have like a smartphone or your mom's like, can you help me with this? Take it out of their hand, open up podcast app, subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then make your mom listen to it. (laughs) She would fucking hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Because it'll just automatically come up. Right. Yeah. She doesn't even have to look at it. She doesn't listen to podcasts, so she won't know what this even is. Yeah. Just just be there. Fill up her hard drive with me (laughs) screaming about burritos. Um, Alan, we, we emailed like a while ago about doing this and then I was out of town for a bit. Now we're back. We were talking about, we want to talk vacations, vacations or traveling. Baby. Yeah. And then the last travel <laughs> you're, I'm going to push vacation, you're going to push travel and we're going to argue that they're completely different things. When, uh, and then when I ran into you last week, I was like, Oh, how have you been? And you just explained to me that you were just recently on a trip, your first trip with your son, my first family trip with oh, my six month old. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was so exciting. It was, uh, a, it was a domestic uh, vacation. Yeah, uh, uh, stayed in the house. <laughs> stayed in the house. Yeah. Ordered in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we put it in a little box. I called it an airplane. <laughs> uh, we we uh, went to uh, Colorado and New Mexico. And, and you drove. Well, flew to Denver and then did sort of like a, a teardrop uh, road trip. Shape. So, fr- so flew in and out of Denver. Yeah. Drove down from Denver through New Mexico and then yeah. back up to Denver. Yeah. Yeah. What states did you pick? Like what 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 shit did you do along <clears throat> what what made you choose this? Let's talk about that first. Well, we happen to have uh friends in each of these little zones that that uh we realized we could just kind of like uh, knock out all these long-standing invitations that you know they had like, offered oh, you, to you come, should like, come hang out, out. And hang out in Salt yeah. Lake City or whatever. You know? Right, right, right. I don't so, even know the map. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm here in Utah, Delaware, yeah. which is right around there. Is Utah in that teardrop? No, Utah right? is not in that teardrop, but it must be close by. I'm, right. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not no geography whiz, <laughs> um, and there's no way we can ever find out. But the the Colorado, yeah. So Denver. Stayed like two nights in Denver because I'd been through there like once before uh, uh, because because my wife went to uh, uh, Naropa, which is this like grad school in Boulder, Colorado. It's it's the school for the title is like uh, for for disembodied poets. It was like. it was like uh, the the on the road guys like Alan, uh, like uh, oh Ginsburg, uh, Ginsburg and and, and uh, the beat poets the beat poets started that yeah so she went there and anyway so um, so we so we we I started gotta have in her on just to talk about that that sounds crazy <laughs> yeah, Fuck, get, get out of here <laughs> yeah, all, right, all right thank you, you know guys she's in the car <laughs> I'll go let's go switch it out the baby's in the car one of us had to stay. <laughs> Um, you so, cracked the windows though, so the kid will be fine. <laughs> but we went, you know, it's one of those things where when you go, like when I was in New York recently, like one day I walked, like, I just like, you know, it's just the best thing to just walk around that city. Yeah. If you don't get to spend a ton of time there, like go there once or twice a year. I walked like 10 miles one day. I walked like eight miles one day. We did the same thing in Denver cause it's a great walkable city as is Boulder, but like walked, like just pushing the stroller around eight miles, like in a day, just walking around, walking around the, the, the Highland area, I think it's called where we were staying in Airbnb. And then, um, uh, walked into the now, like I guess the downtown area. It's kind of like Santa Monica, just like stopping and grabbing food. If yeah, you're yeah, hungry. just stopping yeah. off, stopping at a bar here and there. We went to this great hotel uh, restaurant. It, this hotel called the Brown Palace, which um, is like just this. It, I, I think it was first the first hotel to have an atrium 
window in the roof. It's like one of those old, old hotels, a lot of history. And, um, it's got this beautiful atrium in the lobby and they have like three restaurants down there. And we went to this restaurant called the old ship, I think. And it just has, you know, like the old ship in the Brown palace. It's like, (laughs) like, yum. (laughs) Yeah. Those are four of my favorite words when it comes to food. (laughs) I I was weird, but there's, I I do think like if you're in a new place and you're not staying at a hotel, if it, if there's an old hotel with like a restaurant or something, it's probably worth checking out. Yeah. Um, because there's going to be like a lot of history there or they'll have some like old fashioned way of cooking or something. Yeah. I love finding some weird shit like that. Yeah. And you can get great cocktails and just be like day drunk walking around, you know, (laughs) pushing your stroller around. (laughs) (laughs) Stroller helps support you. It makes it easier to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, and there's this like bookstore that's great that Stacy wanted to hit, like uh, my wife Stacy, who wanted to hit the the the, the tattered cover or something. I think it's Ooh, called. It's great nice name. Bookstore. Great yeah. name. Yeah. Great kids section. Which now I'm like all about kids checking books. out the kids section because it, it, it for whatever reason had never appealed to me. But yeah, it's like there's so <laughs> I many. bet you at one point it appealed to you, but you were too young <laughs> yeah, to really yeah, get it. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> And now it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, let's check out that. Wow, look, I haven't seen this book before. Because you kind of think you know all the kids' books But for they some have reason. been making them for They've 30 been, years. They yeah. continued to make them apparently after I was no longer a child. Once I was grew out of their customer base, for some reason they continued to make <laughs> yeah, books. Yeah. So, <laughs> Did you uh, read B.J. Novak's uh, kids' book, The Book With No Words? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. I think it's probably for a little bit older because you're supposed to read it to your kid and it makes you say a bunch of silly goofy stuff yeah and there's no pictures but it's like all about like the performance of the reader it's kind of fun i I read it to like my nephew it's really fun oh that sounds great yeah i I think that's another good side gig for uh entertainers is uh children's children's books (laughs) yeah i think it comes like once they have children they're just like constantly like doing shit with their kid i can do this Yeah, what is going to be my what is going to be the uh, career that I shift into that I'm actually successful yeah. in? Because it's yeah. not this one yet. <laughs> they, you know, I got this weird kids book. Uh, uh, no, it's not weird. No, it's it's. I, I mean, it was it's weird in the sense it's this kids book corduroy, which is this famous kids book from the 60s about, yeah, about uh, this a bear, corduroy right? bear, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who lost his button. <laughs> and but this this particular edition that somebody gave us was like the whole back. I was like, picked it up and was like, oh, it's kind of longer than I, like, I was just looking at the thing and it's a little longer than what I remembered corduroy to be. And I was reading it to my son, got to the end. There's still all these pages left. They have all the, they have like all the letters and the, the back and forth between the author and, and the editor and stuff and like, like letters and like, uh, early versions. And it was like this whole sort of digest of the, of the, and that's the history of the court. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first part is for the kids. And then I guess the back is like for those diehard kids, book yeah. adult fans, you know, daddy, well, what did the editor say about the first draft of chapter one? Well, actually, son, I can answer that. I can tell you that. Yeah. I was like, why do you let this into a kid's hand? It's like, you can take out the letters. It's like, like what? It's, it's an archive, and you're giving this kid the archive of Corduroy. Um, but you know, if they're interested in how, you know, the, the, the publishing process, uh, you know, goes, then they might like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and here is, uh, a, the list of narcotics the author was taking. Uh, <laughs> if you ever wanted to try what, what the fuck is this? This isn't for kids. Um, uh, but then we went to, we, then we drove down to, uh, to, uh, uh, Taos, New Mexico, which I'd never been. I'd been to Santa Fe once. I've never been to New Mexico period. It's one of the few states that. 
because I toured for so long with UCB, I got to go to so many east, yeah. east of the Mississippi states. Yeah. And then like there's obviously fewer on the on the west side and I've been to a few of those now living in California and there's New Mexico is one of the few states I have yet to one of the contiguous 48 that I haven't been to yet. It's cool. It's like what, it's, what made it's you go to Taos? Out. Is that where Neon Wolf is? Uh, 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 that's in Santa Fe. Oh, okay. Uh, wait, is it Neon Wolf? I think, I think you're right. It, it, it's something, something, like, something like Neon Wolf or, or like, like Yellow Wolf or something yeah. like that. I think Yellow Wolf is from, uh, Oh, rapper. that's the rapper from Alabama. That's right. right. Yeah, I yeah. should know that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Something like that. Like it's Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf. That's what it is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, um, I wanted to see that band. I've never like I know. I'd like to cool. see that too. It's like this cool, like immersive, like uh, museum Trippy, type like, yeah. you know, experience. Yeah. Um, and I'd been to Santa Fe years ago because I was like a PA on uh, this barbecue with Bobby Flay show <laughs> where I had to drive Bobby Flay like all around the backyard barbecue show. Basically, yeah, we travel around America. Like, Bobby Flay had a fucking show where he would like show up to like some poor like oh, Mississippi no. woman's oh, yeah. house and, and be challenge like, them. I can cook fried chicken better than you. It's like, this is my family yeah, recipe. I'm just trying to feed my family. Yeah. Like, I'm a professional chef with millions of years of training and dollars. Let's go. Let's go. What an it's insane like, idea for out a show. of nowhere. He's been training. It's like a, it's like, like, uh, you know, yeah. uh, a, a boxer. Like, and he's like Drago. At you. He's like, like white and wealthy and showing yeah. up to like a Filipino woman's home is like, right. I'll show you how to make this rice dish. You're like, easy, well, easy. Well, it wasn't that one. Okay. It wasn't that. It was a more traditional cooking show when he was kind of just sort of starting out in his early days. Oh, that's awesome. Weird. Yeah. Very weird PA job. Yeah, huh? yeah. It was weird. It was just like dry. It was like just you're doing every, you're driving Bobby and then you're you know, running around getting errands and setting, getting crafty and all that shit, <laughs> uh, making hotel reservations. But, um, anyway, so I'd been to Santa Fe, so I was familiar with the, the sort of the, the, the vibe of that area. And it's kind of like almost like a desert vice. It's almost like if you've been to like, it reminds me a little bit, this maybe not be a great comparison, but like a little bit like Joshua tree or something. Oh yeah. In the sense where it's of like the, nature forward and kind of like, Deserty and bohemian or hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a little more green and lush. And then Taos is kind of like that too. But Taos is really close to like the mountains and like skiing. And so skiing is really huge there. Oh, cool. I guess um, I thought, I assumed New Mexico was completely flat, but that makes no, sense. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to Taos, like a lot of people, you go there for skiing and stuff. Is that spelled T-A-O-S? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's supposed to sound like house or something, oh, okay. but, uh, I don't re recall the origins yeah. of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not the uh, guy to answer that, but there are these like Pueblo style houses like there that it's like a, a sort of a, a mandate, not all over, but in the area we were, um, Where you can't every build house, any other style. Yeah. House you can't build any other style. That's and, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And is that something you guys were into or you were like, if we're someone, a friend lived near there. So you were like, let's go. So to I have this friend who was like my college mentor named Tom Sharonis, who was the director of like most of Seinfeld and news radio and these shows. Oh, wow. Um, and he was, he went to college with, he you? went to, no, he was an alum of Alabama. He's like 78 now oh, or something. Oh shit. And, um, we've just always kept in touch and uh, you know, he still like, I still kind of do, I'm not a mentor, but I just, I kind of, there's like an Alabama alumni program here. I went to university of Alabama. Uh, did well I just, did I just say that? <laughs> um, 
and uh and thank you for the roll time and uh so he he came there and taught this production class that i me and a buddy wrote the uh screenplay for to make a short film it was supposed to be his idea is like just i'll executive produce and i'll I'll pick everybody. We'll interview and we'll start picking, you know, everybody will have and you were a role. Just, and the class was going to be just, let's make a short film. Uh, yeah. Everyone will get a, uh, what do you want to do? You want to write? You want to act in it? We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, then, then he just encouraged me to, I had no direction and he was like, you should be a writer. You should go to Hollywood. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. And then Jesus, so I, my I, phone family hasn't even supported me in that he way. Was, no less a stranger. <laughs> the first one to approach me with that idea. Yeah, and, anyone uh, came, why wouldn't someone tell you to be a lawyer? Those fucking right. assholes. <laughs> well, I was like, literally no one told me anything else to do. So right. I guess I'll do this. Wow. What a weird to get like, you should be a Hollywood writer. You're like, oh yeah. Okay. I'll oh, go sure. do that. Yeah. No that's like the night at that point night naivete i can't even mm-hmm. say the word being yeah. naive is like on your side where yeah. you're like yeah you know Seems what doable. i am gonna be a hollywood writer <laughs> like not having anyone go what are you thinking like, <laughs> yeah well i knew there was any anything to get me kind of like i love alabama but it was like i'd been there you know i mean so long and right never, you live there you know grew up there it, and it's like i was there. had an urge to 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 get away and um and so he has a, a, a house there and he, you know, they have this guest house that is bigger than my <laughs> current house. <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah, we went and stayed there for like five days in Taos and, uh, That's so it's, cool. it's great. And yeah, there's, I mean, there's like, you know, it's like a little, it's like a small little town, you know, and, and, and you got um, to like catch up with him. Like he was there. Oh yeah. We just watched like football and hang out and drink and, you know, <laughs> talk shit and, you know, it was great. Oh, that's um, so cool. Uh, and, uh, it was great for Sonny just to be like my son, just to be like in the clean air yeah, yeah. to <laughs> and, not be in Los Angeles. Yeah. And see be, some yeah. different environments. Like I, we have like a little, I brought the little car mirror that you can like kind of see the car seat, you yeah, know, yeah. like in the, in the van as we were driving around. You rented a road trip, rented a van, trip, van, rented a van mini, minivan, oh, that's so which awesome. happens to be my favorite like road trip vehicle. But it's also the least expensive because I guess it's got some sort of stigma. I, people don't people think vans are not cool. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Which they're right, but they're great for purposes of like a family. There's vacation. a reason why families have minivans. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, I get it. You can get almost the same amount of people into an SUV, mm-hmm. but the there is a reason minivans are still surviving yeah. despite being like wildly hated. Yeah. They, they are function they yeah. are like my mom this is the big box we lived out of the minivan because we drove we used to drive from new york to florida talking vacations uh before my mom uh, my mom was afraid to fly she flew once to college in brockport when she was a kid and then didn't fly again until she was like 45 or something like that until i was 22 so uh wow. so we drove to florida for our vacation like every winter break it would be like oh man we'd leave at like four in the morning and drive in and the we had a white minivan called we called it the egg it was all white <laughs> and it had like the sliding doors on both sides and in hindsight, it was crazy because my dad would take the middle seat out and put yeah. sleeping bag. We'd put all our luggage in a turtle top, put sleeping bags on the floor, and we would be able to lay on the floor. And then in hindsight, my dad was driving 70 miles an hour down I-95 oh, I with know. his kids sleeping in sleeping bags with no seatbelts on. And the other kid, we, had, we were three boys, and the other boy whoever the smallest was at the time was my youngest brother, Jason laying on the fucking back bench three. And yeah. it's like, no one's in seatbelts. Yeah. We're, we're driving. 
all the way down to like South Carolina, then spending the night there and then waking up the next morning and driving the rest of the way to Florida. Oh my God. That's awesome. But that's like, that's what, yeah, that's, that's an awesome like minivan. <laughs> like, right. It's the minivan. <laughs> well, there's a lot of crazy stories from those trips. Cause there what there were like seven of those journeys, which is a lot for a family that is loud and like uh, fights <laughs> all the time. One time my brother slept the entire, like my youngest brother slept, like I, we, no one knows, like everyone's like worried about him. He slept the entire ride. Then we got to the hotel. He slept through the night there. We woke up and he fell back asleep after he ate and slept through to uh, Florida. Amazing. Yeah, it's like 36 straight hours of sleep. Oh like, man. You're like, what the fuck, dude? That's like, I do want to see some of the drive, but that's also like to just wake up and be there. Yeah. And be like, now I'm rested and I'm in Florida. Yeah. yeah. It's Are like, we- I've just time traveled. Uh, for one of those trips, I was in 10th grade and uh, I was in AP bio or it was in ninth grade, whatever. I was in bio and the teacher said, over winter break, I want you to keep track of all your meals because we're going to start talking about nutrition when we come back. And uh, and I was on vacation driving. And <laughs> so you missed that lesson. <laughs> I, I had fucking, I was there for, uh, on the break. I wrote down everything I ate on the trip. And then when I brought it back, the teacher was like, wait a minute. You realize you have buffalo wings twice a day for 12 days? <laughs> and it was like, my dad loved wings. And then we got into like, we realized we had wings four days in a row. And we we're like, should we just have wings at every place? And when we come back, we can compare where our favorites were. <laughs> it's not like we're going to wing restaurants. We're eating at like Outbacks and Fridays yeah. and shit like that. And it's like, we did that. And the teacher was like, you cannot have chicken wings with lunch and dinner every day for 10 days. That's not good for you. <laughs> Yeah, it laid, yeah. The, it laid incorrect groundwork just, in my uh, life. Yeah. Just, I mean, I guess if you commit to just having them at all meals, then maybe there's some sort of simplicity in that diet. Right, yeah. That if you just, I, I think if I were to have able to have just one food in every meal, I think it could be chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the one I can hand. I love fucking, I love, I love fucking, <laughs> I fucking love wings. So like a <laughs> visceral response to food. I'm so gross. <laughs> I love the drumsticks. Drums, not flats for you. Drums, not flats for yeah. me. Yeah, my wife, Tiff, is a big I'll have flat, a flat head. Yeah. If, if it's like that's the last one and nobody's Yeah, you take always it. take the last one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why people like you. I'll yeah, eat the last yeah. one. Everyone's like, cool, thanks. <laughs> it's but a flat. Before, I hate this. Before the wings get here, I'll eat the last one, okay? Just <laughs> no, so we don't have that awkward. Even if you leave me a flat last, I'll take it. But <laughs> flats are my favorite. I'll eat Look, the last one. I'll eat it. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about here. Um, what other cool shit did you do in Taos? Um there how long was this whole trip and it was most like it, it was, was very like low key days. right it was 10 days it was very molasses paced you would yeah, say yeah yeah it's well it is molasses paced in the sense that i want to leave options open for us to stop along the way and right. we had to anyway because we have we have this you know a six month old who's gonna who you gotta stop every couple hours to change that diaper Right, or, yeah, you or know, feed, feed him or, or something. Yeah, yeah. Although we did a little bit of the more, you know, uh, dangerous like, like oh, we got to breastfeed while we roll like here. Like you know, like, and in the way in the back. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, only once, and I felt it was it was it was not uh, my best moment <laughs> as a dad. But we were like a bit in a hurry at that point. But um, the 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 uh, the what it, in Taos we were there for probably like. I think we were there for like five days. The whole thing was 10 days. Oh, wow. um, and so like four nights or something, I think. Um, and 
they have the the big like thing that you there's Taos Gorge, which is like kind of like a mini Grand Canyon. Are you like an outdoorsy type person or in that? I love camping and I yeah. like you know like hiking and stuff. I mean, I'm not like a severe I would like to do like a real like backwoods like hiking down into a canyon and camp, you know, with like low equipment and yeah. stuff, but I car camping is like super fun and just efficient. You can have all the stuff but be out outside and you know. Right, right, right. And I look forward to getting to do that again. Uh, that was like my, my bachelor uh, oh, trip cool. was, was, uh, camping out in, uh, uh, Wheeler, Wheeler Gorge up in Ojai. Oh, cool. And uh, is that um, like that? And when you say car camping, you mean like lo- you load your car up and you just like sleep next to it or. Yeah. You just have it there. You know, it's just nearby. Yeah. You know, it's, you're it's not, not like hiking into yeah, a place. You have a tent and stuff, but you got your car, you know, you can have like, you know, you can put the cooler in the car when you go to sleep at night. Right. So it's that less scary. Doesn't yeah. come. You can charge your phone so you can Instagram all night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can make sure to let everybody know I'm camping and <laughs> keep tabs. Unplugged. <laughs> Give it the peace it's so good to just unplug and be in nature. But uh, here's the difference between us. For my bachelor party, I went to Oktoberfest in Munich. Oh, man. That <laughs> yeah. sounds awesome. It was pretty awesome. If you like beer, if you like, not even just like beer, if you can handle drinking a shit ton of beer every day for four days, it's highly recommended. Ooh. But if you're like beer doesn't appeal to you that much, I can't imagine Oktoberfest is that exciting. I it's, it's I like, love beer. I just try to be mindful of not like overdoing it. Right. Like just in not uh, purely just because I'm like I have such a gut that I'm like <laughs> I have yeah. to be mindful of. <laughs> right, but a but four day I vacation would just drink can it for all day. If you if you went for the purposes of drinking beer, you could uh, allow yeah. your gut to cut yeah. loose a little bit. Well, yeah, we bought like 200, we bought like official leather leader hosen that was like 200 euros. And I was like, <laughs> me and my, me and five friends are all in like legit like leader hosen. It felt fucking awesome. <laughs> well, we, we drove up to the, it wasn't snowing yet, but it was getting cold. And it was like, that was one of the neat things is that the leaves are changing. Yeah. And higher Do a little leaf peeping. Do some leaf peeps. And higher altitudes, leaves, leaves change faster, which I didn't know. So we were driving up like the the ski mountain, you know, um, nearby, and there was actually this restaurant called the Bavarian, which is like this German, like lederhosen, like all the waiters yeah. and waitresses are wearing lederhosen and everything. And I was driving the van, and everybody, else, I was like, I was like looking at this beer, <laughs> like a big, a big like a <laughs> like beer a stein thing, yeah. and I was like, huh? And they were like, no, we we just drove up like a twenty minute like. Like steep, like gravelly, windy <laughs> right. woods road. You're not gonna drink here a and then liter of beer and then surface toboggan yeah. back down. Yeah, but um, but uh, uh, that was a that was a that was a great place. Uh, and 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 worth the the trek up there. Um, it, I would love to go back for skiing, even though I've never skied before. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a skier. <laughs> I don't really love the winter sports. I have no qualms about drinking it. by a fire. I like oh, that. Man. Yeah, that's that's the best. Um, yeah, we did a ski trip in college and I just was like on a hill tubing with a bunch of kids the whole time. (laughs) All my buds like come down. They're like, all right, Gabers, where's Gabers? And it's like, I'm in like pajama pants and like a t-shirt shooting down on a fucking snow tube. Everyone else around me is like 12 years old, 25, 21 or whatever. (laughs) I remember uh, from this ski trip, this is a random story, but we were playing uh, Kings or Circle of Death. You ever play that uh, uh, drinking game? 
where uh-huh. or King uh, King's Cup, it's maybe it's called. You put recall. a deck of cards around one big glass, and each cu- card you pull is something different. Like if it's a black two, you drink for two seconds. If it's a red two, you tell someone else to drink for two seconds. And uh-huh. then the other thing is the first three kings pour a little bit of booze into the middle thing and then the fourth king you pull you have to drink the big cup ah. and we were using like this glass ball and we were smoking uh, we were in a smoking room because like half of my college roommates smoked we we're smoking I wasn't smoking but we we're smoking cigs drinking beer is disgusting we're all in like our underwear and we're blasting music and then we get a knock on the door and it's security and <laughs> it's like security we open the door and it's like a smoke filled room with a giant like crystal bowl of beer on the table oh and like we're all looking like fucking discuss and he they were like mostly just pitied us we're like oh okay we thought there would be like a lot of people or something gross happening here and it's five sweaty dudes okay have a good night like shut the door we were like so gross that even security was like let's just let this ride <laughs> like, wow, we didn't get in trouble because like, we were so too gross like security's like i didn't sign on for this yeah, nasty no, shit. <laughs> good okay you're all of age let's get the fuck out of here <laughs> Well, uh, oh, the other the other cool thing about Taos historically, there's this like World Heritage uh, Foundation site that's like, you know, like other sites include like the Great Wall of China and oh. uh, you know like uh, like the big like the big wonders of the world or whatever. This is like this area called Taos Pueblo, which is like one of the oldest still surviving, still in use. Uh, Native American like reservations in, oh, cool. in, in America that have been generations after generations for a thousand years. The same families that um, originated there are still living, are there. still there. There's like still like a, uh, a like, uh, you know, 150 people that still live on the Pueblo. And then if you don't live on the Pueblo, but you have like a, a Pueblo there, you, you know, they just live like outside in a regular house with like electricity and stuff. Right. <laughs> and then they come in and then they sell like, you know, art and. Oh, um, so you get to like go through that and visit yeah. that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. And, you know, the, the, um, so when we left, we went about an hour west, uh, of Taos to this. I, we went to one of those like mineral hot spring type oh, I of love resorts. that shit. I yeah. love that. Well, this place called Ojo Caliente. And if you, if you've never been to New Mexico, hot eye. yeah, hot eye. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, if you've never been to New Mexico then, and you like that stuff, then you guys should, should go there because, yeah. um, I've, I've never been to a place like Does this. It, it smells like farts though. Right. I, th- it there was like a because the sulfur usually makes it smell a lot like I didn't farts. it didn't seem like it smelled like farts but it was one of those things where it somehow it was like it it was I guess I just pictured like indoor spas where it's all these like sweaty fat guys you know right like right this right. is like outdoors so somehow that made it more acceptable and I guess that maybe lets the smell out yes <laughs> yeah it, hi- it, it hides it a little bit <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but they had like an arsenic pool which i was like arsenic but i guess it's like little trace amounts or maybe just drink good. a lot of it, die. <laughs> it was really yeah, fun. Yeah. a lot of like dudes floating in that pool uh, <laughs> i let my six month old son swim around in the arsenic pool <laughs> you know they had that was a thing they like they were like the the 
if this, if your kid is under, I don't know, five or something like you can't, he can only get in the main pool or right, whatever. You don't want a kid hanging out in hot water too. Cause they won't, right. they won't yeah, know when they're overheating. Is that good? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm getting a little lightheaded. <laughs> I'm sorry. No you should have enough. your son in the arsenic pool. And also, can you take that glass of red wine away from him? <laughs> Sonny's like, Ooh, I'm getting a little tired. I don't know about yeah. you guys, <laughs> but they have like six or seven pools that you can just kind of dip into. Oh, that's and, awesome. You know, it's like uh, open, until 10 o'clock at night so you can be there under the stars like in a little you know hot tub or go to the warm pool you know it's all warm and stuff oh, so it's so it's, great it's kind of the best when it's like getting like it's a little chilly out oh i love it like, i went into one in montana when there was like snow on the ground yeah and i would jump out of the hot spring go like dive into a pile of snow yeah. in my speedo and then race back and dive into the yeah. pool it was so fucking fun yeah and yeah. so you know that that, Ojo that was caliente oh caliente it's like yeah. i don't know <laughs> this hotel that's like 100 years old feels feels kind of haunted oh that's awesome like that's the kind of shit i need to know about stuff that i could like afford to fly to and stay you know what i mean like oh it's very affordable too like well it's just like the vacations my wife and i we're planning to go away for christmas mm-hmm. this year first one uh in-laws and uh, my my laws my my Whoa. family and her family are going to be not so excited Whoa. about that wait yeah. Oh, we're, we're oh, skipping Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. I know. We're super You're going to have so much fun. And we're like looking at trips and like, um, because we want to have kids, you can't go to any of these places that have Zika, which is like pretty much every oh, tropical yeah. place. Oh shit. So we're right. like, where the fuck can we go? And we're like, maybe Australia, go, Japan, go to or Europe Hawaii or something. Yeah. Hawaii. Or, well, that's what we're or wondering. Europe. Yeah. What's Europe. Hawaii like in December? Is it cool? Is it like, oh, uh, I guess. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to be honest. You caught me. I said Hawaii, no idea what it. You know, we we went to a baby moon in Hawaii. We took our baby moon to Hawaii. That oh, was our last awesome. trip, like before we had. Yeah, the that's kid. like a thing you do before you're in your third trimester and can't fly or right, right. zero to six months old when you can't do anything with the kid. Yeah, and six was, months it, is uh, is early to take a kid on a flight, right? Or and not early, but like bold, like you're um, brave. That's everybody. You're a hero. Literally, everyone is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think I think it's like this is the window to do it when you can kind of control them and stuff right, right. Before they're it's walking, like he's either and, he's gonna cry or he's not yeah. gonna cry. Yeah, dude did not cry. I mean, it was only a two-hour flight, by the way, but right. it was, it was, he didn't cry. He was pretty chill. The thing you're supposed to do is like, or that um, Stacy had read about was like, if you start, we're breastfeeding. So it's like, if you can feed him or breastfeed him, like when during takeoff and landing, then that'll, um, that'll alleviate any of the He'll pressure. He'll be like making the swallowing that would help his ears pop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. cuz that's really what's going to make him freak out is like when his he can't understand why his head uh his it's, ears are exploding feels like it's crushing, <laughs> yeah. Right, cuz that's when the kids start to cry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so all you have to do is stand up in the aisle and breastfeed and <laughs> no, She didn't have to. It just to depends to on what you're kid. Yeah, she didn't have to, but she 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 got on the plane, you get to get on first when you have a kid right. and then she just whipped her top off right there. She's and like, "Deal uh, with it, boys." <laughs> Free the nipple. <laughs> I'm tired of being fat and broke. And going and ordering so much takeout and eating it in the dark. I'm so upset with all that stuff. So that's why I'm so pumped to have joined HelloFresh, guys. Um, we're talking, it's like less than $10 a meal. That's for real. It's one of the, it's one of the classic, like, Delivery service, you know, where you can actually do the cooking. You can keep your eye on the meal the entire way. It's all... 
everything takes around 30 minutes. It's look, I can do it. And I am not good in the kitchen. I, I I'm okay. I get, I know what things are called, but I can, I'm very much better at eating, but with HelloFresh, I'm banging out meals. You can get a classic box, a veggie box and a family box. Those are sort of inappropriately phrased. I like three, four, five different meals per week, two or four people, new recipes created every week. It's all fresh ingredients, exact quantities. No, f- That's the big thing for me is food waste because we're constantly like, oh shit, two of the tomatoes went bad. We got to toss them. Oh man, this, he- uh, bro- this thing of broccoli rob, we actually never... Didn't get around to cooking it because we worked late. We got to toss it. And that's the shit that breaks my heart. So with HelloFresh, I get to keep it like you get delivered right to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. It's light meals, breakfast. It's yo, HelloFresh is doing it right. I highly recommend you guys do it. Like now that I'm doing HelloFresh, I feel like, oh shoot, I could, this is sustainable. I can do a couple of these a week, you know, just to keep things open for possible dinners and for uh, random ordering, but a couple of nights a week, just lightening the load of food shopping and just taking the decision factor out of it. I don't want to sound like some sort of robot, but rather than having to choose ingredients, it just makes it easier. So you get individual boxes organizing each meal. It's 30 minutes. It's super easy. So do do me a favor, go to HelloFresh and your promo code is Mighty30. That gives you 30 bucks off your first week of HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com and enter promo code Mighty30. Do it. Do it. Come on out. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear about. Like, oh, there's a dope hot spa place in New Mexico where if you flew to New Mexico, it's not an insane flight. You can rent a car. You could drive there. You can get crazy. I, I can't recommend it enough. Two day, like two nights there was great. You know, it was yeah. like, I don't know what else I would have done there because there's, there's nothing around it. <laughs> there's nothing. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing there. Um, but, uh, that, that, that was a great, I'm so glad we visited that. Um, and, uh, but yeah, but, uh, you know, Hawaii is in it. Have you ever been to Hawaii or? No, I haven't. And that's uh, see, like where now, I want to live the, for the rest of my life. I know I do. I, do I don't too know now. anything about it and I, I just want to live there. I'm very undertraveled as my, which is weird that this is a, what I picked as my what, topic, but I, here. I'm passionate about it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what, before we talk about Hawaii, let's talk about this real quick. Why did we both glom on to vacation and travel even though we're not because that's like the thing you dream of doing with your time like all me and tiff talk about is like me getting successful enough that it's like i have a month off this summer during hiatus and i'm wealthy because i'm working in television right let's go do this let's go to england for one month like we dream of like this weird shit yeah yeah it's it, 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 I think that I didn't, I was never, I never learned. And I don't think, I think in general, if I would get on my soapbox for a minute, I don't feel like people are taught the value of traveling, you know, yes. like in America, it's very, especially now or all this nationalistic America, vibe. Minimum, yeah. yeah. Just even try going to other States. Cause obviously we're so different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just, I feel like it should be like, the draft or something or some sort of mandatory thing that when you're right, 18, you like, like you have to go some, you have to go. There should the be some sort of like, of there should be some at. sort of like in between high school and college, like gap year program where you like work on a mountain in Denver. Like if you live in the East coast, you work on a mountain in Denver for a summer and right. you like learn some shit and you live somewhere else and you mm-hmm. get ready for college. Cause well, I think we just fucking cracked the case as to why we're both. In, you were saying like you never really left Alabama until you yeah. right, right. I 
I only drove from New York to Florida <laughs> until I was 20 something years old. So like we didn't have to travel growing yeah. up. And yeah. I think that's why now you're like, I don't feel well traveled, but I want to travel so badly, you know? Right, right. I'm constantly like looking at like... This always works out perfectly that I'm always <laughs> recording when like the recycling truck is breaking glass outside my window. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that, you know, the things, the mechanisms in our society are It's out moving, there yeah. That's all we got to know. Is <laughs> that's, keeping... that's life. That's life. <laughs> you know, somebody who just traveled here would be fascinated by that. Oh, yeah. Welcome truck. to Los Angeles. This is a recycling <laughs> truck. Those guys are podcasting. They, you can tell that they're comedians because they're white in Hawaiian shirts and talking into microphones. Yeah, they don't have recycling. And where I'm from, they don't have recycling. Like, like they, they have it. Like, you have to go take it's all so your shit. It's so weird how inconvenient recycling is in yeah. some towns where, like, my in-laws like my my brother-in-law is just like just throw it all in the garbage i'm like what he's yeah. like it's too annoying i'm like all right then yeah. i think the government or the like local needs to make it easier because it's yeah. really not hard to recycle here or in new york city where i right yeah yeah no exactly <laughs> there's that but but uh the the uh sorry yeah no i don't i don't know where we're but back, I, do, I do think i do think that it, you learn you you learn a, a certain amount of empathy that you know you can't you can't learn any other way unless you have multicultural family members or something like right. that. Or just going somewhere where you don't know exactly where you're going all the time. It's like a weird, yeah. it's a weird level of like, like we're talking about maybe going to Barcelona and we've never, oh, we've never great. been to Barcelona. We're like, I wonder if it's cool to go in the winter. We're thinking about staying in Airbnb and I'm like, I'm worried that like we won't know how to communicate with anyone. But I'm like, but that's also no. pr part of the fun, right? And it's like, well, yeah, as long as you show Anywhere, as long as you that again, I'm under travel. But as long it, this this show was true in, <laughs> yeah, you show an attempt to 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 speak their language. That's that's their their. I think that goes a long way. That right. you know, with everybody. Yeah. So Tiff and I went to Paris for like four days, and we didn't experience any of the French bullshit the that everyone talked yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, in my head, I was like, people are like the French hate Americans. And then in my head, I pictured the type of Americans they might hate. And it's like, yeah. it's probably not the people who are like trying to speak French and like curious about what should we, what should we order here? I feel like it's the people like smashing cans of Pepsi, you know, and yeah. like, like smoking, <laughs> like yeah. you're like, Oh, those are the Americans maybe that are right. rude. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, yeah, we did, uh, we did London, Paris, Barcelona over Christmas, a couple of Christmases ago. Uh, and you thought Barcelona of, was fun around Christmas time? Oh, it's great. It's uh, it's really beautiful at Christmas because London really didn't turn it on them. I th I thought, okay, London, we're in the, the it's like Dickensian. Yeah, and it's yeah. just gonna be. It's like, still just too metropolitan of a city. Yeah, to really they just get don't. In. They don't really. Like, they don't really show up for or decorate. Like I love. Even know, New York City like, turns out for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Paris was great. Uh, I mean, I had a great time in London, but it was just like not what I thought, like sort of what I envisioned my yeah. fantasy of it in Christmas was. Paris, Paris was was beautiful. Uh, Barcelona really turns it up for uh, Christmas um, because they also keep they continue to celebrate way after like New Year's because it's like. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like King's Day or something like that. So they have like a, a week and a half long party or they, something? They're partying like all through, like we were there till till like 
New Year's and they're just keep on going because it's not done yet. Like this, the celebration continues. I was like, oh my God, I wish I, this is where I slipped up because generally I, I like to attack a vacation. Like I like to know what all's going on, like yeah. so that I don't miss anything and like, but still leave a little room for something to come up. Yeah, I'm I don't not like a good to, planner, like, but I like around. to know a bunch of stuff and be like, hey, maybe today's the day we go to that restaurant we read about, or maybe today's the day we go to that underground cave thing that we read I, I'll about. I'll map that shit out on Google Maps and go, oh, the underground, the cave is next to the restaurant, which is next to this thing, which people seem to like, and we can string that yeah. all together, you know, like my big thing way. is tr- is trying to hack not hack, but trying to learn the public transit wherever we go. It's like just being from New York for so long. I'm like, we went to Paris and uh, we were like, oh, let's go to Jim Morrison's grave. Let's go to that cemetery. My Tiff mm-hmm. loves cemeteries. And I was like, oh, that'd be a fun yeah. trip. And then she's like, should we just take a cab or an Uber? Because now Uber makes everything easy. And I was yeah. like, no, hold on. And I like looked at the subway map and like stared at it. And I was like, okay, I think I know what to yeah. do. And we just fucking did it in public transit and felt amazing. I was like, Oh no, let's keep going. Stay like, we went to try to go to Moulin Rouge too, just to see oh, it. Wow. And we were like, this is kind of awful. I was like, but wait, look at the the subway ride back. It was above ground and it was mm-hmm. beautiful. I was like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. See, that's a, that's a, a strength of a, someone who spent so much time in New York. I mean, you know, yeah. cause I, I feel like if I was a kid in New York, I would have, my brain would, I would be using more, I'd have access to more parts of my brain because of the subway system alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is something like weird to like, but then again, you come here and I don't know my way around, but everyone's like, oh no, no, no. You could skip the 101. Yeah. The 101 joins at the 10 at the perf. You got it. And I'm like, yeah. that's all, that's sub, that's me talking about the F train transfer at West 4th for me, you know? I know. Maybe it's because you're able to, when you're on the train, you're able to sort of passively, passively absorb things yeah. as opposed to like just getting through it yourself like being in control of right and you want to talk about being amongst people like yeah. especially in a foreign country yeah. it's like just being on a paris uh train station where people mm-hmm. are just no one i don't know what anyone is saying around yeah. me. yeah i'm just like <laughs> like riding along this this was the, one of the funniest things about barcelona to me was around christmas time you'll start seeing all these little figurines of a guy taking a shit He's called the shitter, I think, or the pooper. It translates to. And this Wait, is a now you're selling me thing. on a Barcelona trip. <laughs> and it's this guy who I, I, you'll see him. They'll have like all these manger scenes there. They're like really into that, and as a decorative kind of thing. And they'll have this vast manger scene, uh, and then there'll be like a little guy outside of uh, this the stable where Jesus is born, and he's taking a shit. And you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it's this thing that's like a tradition there. They have this like the shitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about it. I don't know what to tell you about if you were so wrong. Like Bar- <laughs> people from Barcelona are like, what the fuck is he talking you about? Like up, you misremembered man. something completely. The pooper Barcelona, man, that's there. Oh, that's awesome. He's yeah. just, it's like this, uh, you know, um, I, I, I think I get ornaments like I like to get a, a Christmas tree ornament wherever I go. I oh. didn't get the shitter. I should have got the goddamn got shitter. shitter. I I'll remember. What, I don't know what I what what it was that. If I do Barcelona for Christmas, I promise you, you'll please get a bring shitter me a ornament. shitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Tiff. I need to get a gift for Alan. She's like, who's Alan? I'm like, you know, you're the worst. The guy that creeps you out. <laughs> the guy that you hate. You and everyone else hates on. You're the worst. Yeah. She's always guy. like, oh, he skis me. I'm like, he's literally the nicest human being I know. He's like the most gentle person I've ever. 
ever met and she's like I don't know this character is yeah. creepy no I, I open my mouth on that show and people like you know are just like I hate Paul it's so great but that, I, I like that like yeah. I, it's, it's fun uh, was to it, be divisive I've, I'm not caught up on this season but I know you just came back uh, the first couple episodes mm-hmm. you haven't been in but I'm yeah, yeah yeah I kind of come back midway through penis cages this year a spoiler alert no thank god no thank god jeez well I heard you on Doughboys say like yeah and you know sometimes I'm trying to be a little healthier when I know I have to shoot a nude scene I'm like just I just oh, know god. what your nude scenes are yeah. it's like oh yeah. it's not even like you get a chance to be sexy you're like I just don't want to be fat and I, creepy yeah yeah uh yeah it's the I mean that's that's what that's been the only um motivating factor that actually works when I want to knock off 15 20 pounds is having a little bit of a heads up that I've got to be butt ass naked on you're the worst right yeah now. that's why because I was just saying to Tiff the other day I was like I really think if I lost weight it could help my career because like fat guys aren't like blowing up anymore that's not like a that's not like a big character well, they're blowing up I yeah mean. yeah <laughs> they're dying for left and right but fat guys aren't really like the, there's not always a fat guy in shows anymore you know what i mean yeah, like fat yeah. guy i think fat used to be what hollywood considered diverse you know what I mean? Like, look, we'll get a one non uh, skinny yeah. person and that'll right. be our diversity. Now it's like, oh, we should actually have POCs and women and, and right, right. LGBT people yeah. and not just a fat guy. So I think we we'll fa- have a fat guy for one episode and his storyline is being fat. Right, right. Exactly. And it's like, uh, so I'm like, maybe I have to get jacked. And then like I was thinking to myself, I'm like, if I actually finally get in shape for my career, it'll be the most humiliating thing because it's like it took more than my like wanting to be healthy for my wife my doctor <laughs> requesting that i lose weight like all these things in my life that have told me like i need to get in shape and now i'm like but what if i could make more money <laughs> yeah like, yeah oh of course that's the thing that get i'm such a fucking hound for success yeah i do think i do th- you know the other thing the other factor was when we decided we did want to have a kid it was like i that did motivate me a little bit more, but you know, cause yeah. it was like, I was like, maybe it's me. That's like, you know, cause it took like, I don't know, like a year and a half once we kind of were like, okay, let's, yeah. let's do this. Let's, let's raw dog, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once the goalie's been pulled and you're doing direct deposits. Like, Why is this not working? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like just kind of, uh, making that a little bit more of a routine did. I do think, uh, it didn't hurt anyway. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. We never did. We sex. never found out or studied it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having more sex did not hurt my physical fitness. <laughs> right. But so the other thing too, it's like, you know, a kid's coming, you know, it's going to be stressful and tiring. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you don't want to roll in already. Cause like sometimes I, I was shot with shooting something. Um, and I like had to run like three times in one scene and I was like, <laughs> And like, you know, I, I had cut, let's do it again. To like back to one times. quick, quick. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I'm like gassed. And I, this is so minimal, but this is my job and I'm unable to, I'm like, what if I'm chasing yeah. a one-year-old as he like walks right, down? Right. I'm like, oh, I can't be like my hamstrings hurt. I can't carry my yeah. son. Like, so like wanting to have kids has made me be like, I think I, <laughs> yeah, no, I part. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, what, a, maybe I can be like, um, you know, on a cop show one day and I right. can be chasing a bird and <laughs> right, stuff. Right. I, I need to be in shape so that I can do the the take a few times. And it's know? crazy when you meet like young actors, like people who aren't coming directly from comedy into acting, you know, uh, like when you meet any actors that their physical 
appearance and their, the way they take care of themselves physically is so wildly different than comedians. Yeah. Like every comedian I know is like, we just came up going like, well, yeah, there was like a decade when I stayed out till four in the morning every night drinking. <laughs> and now I'm like un- trying to undo that because I'm in my right, mid thirties right. and I'm stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, like you meet like these 25 year old actors who are like, yes, I take five different types of martial arts. Oh I, I'm, I have a nutritionist. I have this, I have that. And I'm like, Oh you look young and healthy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I look punchline-esque. <laughs> but it is one of those things where it's like, oh, that's the right move. Your body is your instrument. You should be able to do anything. It's like, you can yeah. always put on weight if that's the, if the role requires it. But it's like, no one's going to cast me as oh, like my. the lead in SEAL Team on CBS. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the job I want. Like, I want to yeah. play a fucking that's copper military. Myself, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, well, what about the 300 <laughs> I said one time to uh, my friend Adam Pally, I was like, dude, I want so badly to get a job where I have to like go to boot camp for 12 weeks yeah, and like yeah. get paid to train paid. and get in shape. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I mean, that might be the only thing that keeps you to live past 50. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> shit. And now I've been waiting around for that gig to land in my lap. Hasn't uh, happened. <laughs> if there's like, yeah, maybe some sort of, uh, uh, you know, show where we, we just got to generate this ourselves, like figure out like all the seals are dead yeah. <laughs> and all we have is like some fat guys that really want to be right. seals. And it's like, it's all we had. It's the only chance we have. I truly That's wrote the premise of the show. I truly wrote a pilot for Fox. Uh, I sold a pilot to Fox. That was the, the log line is fat Jason Bourne, more or less. It's like a dude realizes that he was an agent. Like uh, he like finds out about like his other self, agent. but it's been like 15 years and he's like a super fat, like, like guy who owns a go. bar in like <laughs> Venice <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden he has superpowers I was like yes this is gonna be the thing that I get to finally shoot a gun or like and I'm like writing it with uh, someone and I'm like in the scene I should have to like fu- fucking get break a dude's neck and then try to kiss like the Russian agent they were like alright alright I was like okay I, I clearly this is a little transparent just taking up all the boxes <laughs> yeah. I'm like I shoot a machine a close up of me shooting a machine gun and I'm like all oiled up yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like right. It's like, uh, that. That's the um, people have that. I guess us included have that unrealistic idea. And you, you have that guy, that that guy that what what's that Instagram dude? That fucking Blazarian guy. Oh, Dan Blazarian. It's like he. That's how he. He like. Don't lives you think th- he must be a very sad person? Like, oh, in reality, he, well, undoubtedly is. I mean, he's also like legendarily a scumbag. Like, he yeah. made all his money playing poker, but apparently his dad like financed all of his tournaments for a while. Ugh. He was like discharged from the military like he didn't make it like he i know he was like did seal training right which that's not what you usually like yeah you don't talk about the training that you did i've done emt training (laughs) (laughs) are are you an emt no 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 no, i just kind of like got bored with it yeah what 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 did the training means you have a million dollars and you were like like doing the shit like actors do when they prepare for roles yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then he also like threw a woman off of a roof oh right to try to throw in the pool and miss (laughs) she broke her leg (laughs) right as strong as he looks anyway cocksucker yeah Daniel Zarin you hear us me and Molasses Boy yeah (laughs) Molasses Boy and Fuck Boy versus the fucking Fuck Boy Molasses Boy (laughs) two on one baby and we get our asses handed to us (laughs) immediately by his like all his girlfriends yeah a group of like busty (laughs) gold diggers beat the shit out of us 
Uh, but he gets to travel. That's for sure. Ooh, Fuck, wow. Dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, like that's the that's the dream, right? Like when you like you fucking, I want to shoot a movie that shoots like overseas oh, for a little the, bit. A travel you know? job is the best. Yeah, that's all I yeah. want is to like get to see the world on like yeah. while I'm making money. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a quick story about Hawaii? I don't oh know yeah, let's back there. it up to Hawaii. Yeah, because because if you I'm, haven't been there, I'm I mean, dying to go there. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I've only been to one. I've been to the Big Island, and that's yeah. it. But now I'd like to visit every island a um, hundred more times for the rest of my life because it's the it's the same as a trip to New York. It's a five hour flight from here. We don't even think about that. I've been here for a decade, and I only just now went to Hawaii, which I can't believe. I've never been to Hawaii. I've, I've been always here for five years now, and I love the beach. I love surfing. I love. Everything about like I love Hawaii on paper so much, and I've never been there. It's so doable. It's so doable, and it's amazing. Like one time, someone's like, "Well, if you didn't live in LA, where would you live? Like, if you could live anywhere you want." I was like, "Hawaii," and they're like, "Oh, where?" I'm like, "I actually don't know any of the parts of Hawaii. I just know I want to live there." They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, "Okay, I'm envisioning a future for myself that I don't know if that truly well, exists." Hawaii seems to, in my estimation, again, this is not a very uh, uh, you know thorough investigation of Hawaii, but it, it's it's like known as a healing place. So you have a lot of people like everyone I encountered there had a story of some tragedy almost or health problems or something. Not everybody, but most of the people that on that the mainland that for- came out there for its healing qualities or just cause they were sort of lost. And you know, yeah. um, uh, other than the, the native Hawaiians who were like, stop coming out here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm very all nice. fucked up. Can I live with you? Oh, fine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I got kicked yeah. in the head by a horse. Can I stay here on your beach? Uh, yeah, sure. I, you're going to do it anyway. You guys have been doing it for forever. Um, but uh, at least we won't, I, we won't force Catholicism upon you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, forced Catholicism, and then they'll be like the most Catholic. They're like the most Catholic people you can encounter in Hawaii. But the uh, so on on the Big Island, like we stayed at like three different Airbnbs across the southern coast of it, just to kind of get a vibe for different areas. And on that island, anyway, unless you're staying in like just shuttling to a hotel from the airport, you got to have a car and drive around and stuff. Yeah. So I got the exact same car. I didn't get the van this time. I got the exact same. We didn't have a kid that time, but we. Uh, Got the car that I have here. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like, oh, this we're on vacation. Like, Let's rent a Toyota Prius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was like, because it seemed like again in my research, it seemed like it was um, you, the thing you think about getting is like a convertible or a Jeep or something. And then, but I was reading that it's it's a little. I don't know, insulting to to the locals to just kind of go there and just think it's all about just top down right, you know, right. sunshine um, for whatever reason. And it's not like you're going to be in a situation where you need four wheel drive. They right. have roads. Right, stuff, right, you know? right, right. You're um, like living up. You're like putting on an affectation if you get a Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> right now. And that's exactly in my head what I want to do. So yeah, I'm I glad know. you said something. <laughs> I'll I, be the first guy. It's like, I haven't put shirt or shoes on all week. And they're like, please do. I think if you live there it makes total sense you know but if you're passing through it's certainly not you don't want to be the howley who's like (laughs) yeah hang loose brah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah there is no illusion that i'm not from here and you know don't necessarily belong but we stayed at this one place that was on this coffee farm in the captain cook area um which is like south of the kona airport and i'd read about captain cook which um, 
uh, he was like one of the first explorers, European explorers to set foot uh, on, on Hawaii, if not the first. Uh, and, uh, we were near this bay called Kealakakua Bay. And, um, so we were like, I had all this, I had these new like masks, this new snorkel mask. Cause I oh, love okay. snorkeling. Okay. I'm glad you said snorkel. Right after you just like, I had this new mask. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing on vacation? Yeah, it's just this leather like zipper thing. <laughs> so, Stacy was so excited for me to wear my new mask on vacation. Yeah. 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 Do you know Guy Fox, like so, the anonymous man? So, you know, I just got a new mask. I finally updated that mask, you know? I no, got a new scuba no, mask. Yeah, I got a new mask because it was like snorkeling. Like it's this full. It's the. It's instead of just your eyes, half your face. It's your whole thing, and you look like a. You look like a, 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 a snork. snork. <laughs> like the snorkel comes out the, the top. Snorkel of your- comes out the top, and you are not constantly fogging up your goggles because there's all this area where you can just breathe, and you're not. Uh, biting down on a snorkel and like getting your jaw fucked up, oh, you know, weird. and tight. It's awesome. I forget what I love called. snorkeling. I've done it's it. So like my, it's my I favorite love. thing. And so I was like, we're going to go snorkel at Kealakakua Bay. Let's go. And then we encounter, we were like, oh, there's no parking. And then this uh, local named Earl comes up to the car our first morning there. And he's like, um, He's like, uh, hey, you can park over here. See where it says no parking. I'm like, oh, no. We're, it says no parking, Earl. Like, over there. <laughs> He's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. I know the neighbor there. I was like, okay, are we being grifted or something? He's like, ah, it's okay. You can go there. And if you want to go out to the – I had read about Captain Cook that it was the, the monument. There's this monument in the bay that I could see from our place we were staying. I was like, oh, it's right there. But I'd read that you can't get to it unless you take one of those little boats out to it or you – hike two miles down which we couldn't do that because stacy was like you know uh, it was baby mode. <laughs> baby mode yeah. and so i was like well i'm not gonna get to see that monument he's like hey if you want to canoe out to the monument you can take my uh my 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 other kayak out there you can take my kayak and uh wow. and all of a sudden i was like this is like this seems too good to be true we can park in the no parking area because he knows somebody that owns the lot and all stuff so i was like can you just like uh, you know, uh, but basically we had him prove to us that he was, that it was all cool and it wasn't too shady, even though it still felt shady. We, we were really like worried and nervous about it, like kind of embracing this guy, the stranger who we right. had met. And so we finally said, all right, okay, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll try it. Um, so I thought that meant he was going to like take us out there, but that just meant you can use my kayak or whatever. So we get in the kayak, he kind of pushes us out there <laughs> And like 20 minutes ago, we thought we were just going to like snorkel around on the, off the beach or something. And now we're kayaking across this mile and a half bay. <laughs> so we're out there and it is beautiful. It's like this big mountainside next to you. And, and it, in the middle of it, um, these dolphins started flying out of the water, just around us, just leaping around like, like they were surrounding the, Kayak. Oh, that's awesome. We're like, this is great. This is amazing. And then this lady, like hippie lady, like you can just float on the water without floaties because the salt water there oh, yeah. is so dense. And she's just like backstroking by the canoe, like swimming after the dolphins, you know, she's <laughs> like, isn't this amazing? We're like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's truly like magic. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're flying out, we're, we're, we're kayaking out there to the monument and there it is. And I'm so excited. Cause I, I like the history stuff, whatever, you yeah. know, like this and this, like we, 
we actually get to see the up up close see the monument this is amazing um and we uh were um it like we got a little too caught up in that and realized we were sort of drifting into like the like briary trees and stuff. And I like suddenly like lost my prescription sunglasses because I got smacked in the face with this branch. And it was just like, I hadn't undone my snorkel stuff from the packages yet. So I was like, couldn't paddle and open, you know, get my you, flippers out and shit. And yeah, I was going to go down. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go. But then they were too in like a shallow coral area. I was like, okay, okay, let's just re. I got to recalibrate here. <laughs> this is supposed to be relaxed, serene, stuff, serene yeah. kayaking way. We're both freaking out a little bit. I'm going to just give that those sunglasses up to the to the god of the <laughs> <Enjoy>. bay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're out there for like a couple hours. Um, we we get back. Um, uh, to the to the car to is the stripped. To the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I thought was. I was like, I was like, guarantee our cars on blocks. Like, our yeah. car is not going to be there. Like all our shit is gone. This is our first day. This is going to be horrible. But th- that was really like that for us. Like you know, like okay, look, there's no one. You can it's a, it's safe to assume no one's out to murder us and steal all our shit. Right. You know, and like just to kind of accept it and go with the flow. Um, and I knew and God a little help bit about, us. Our rental car gets stolen. It's like the least <laughs> yeah, worst problem yeah. you can have. Because I was already thinking about the drama that had happened in this bay. Historically, like Captain Cook was like an invader who came yeah. there, but the natives welcomed him. And actually, Eugene Cordero plays the king of like this Hawaiian island in the drunk, in the drunk history. Because you did the drunk history this, on this. one. I didn't do the drunk history on this one. I oh. just was fascinated with the story because it was like he came there. They welcomed them. the 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 natives were like, "Oh, this is the this is a god. Like this is a these are gods coming to um, our land." And they thought that um, Captain Cook was the god of fertility, and so they let all the guys, all his men, oh, fuck. fuck all the you know the women there, and they just went nuts and just you know were terrible. And then they, um, one of the guys died. One of the sailors like dropped dead one day, probably from some, I don't know, disease or something. And then the, the natives realized, Oh, these guys aren't gods. <laughs> what oh, the shit. fuck? And they're and like, then, jigs up boys. Yeah. guys are like, all right, well we should probably go anyway. <laughs> we should probably keep moving on. And then, but a storm brought them back and then they just like went ballistic. The, the King and everybody just like murdered them all there. And that's why that, I should have said this earlier. That's why the, the monument is there to Captain Oh, they, Cook. they tried to leave because they were like, you're not gods. You lied to us. You fucked us. Yeah. And then when they're trying to leave, the storm they blows them back in. The storm blew back and they were like, all right, it's and, on. <laughs> and then they just took out Cook and his family. Yeah, and yeah. Cook and his it, people. That's yeah, Cook awesome. and his, all his sailors. And so I knew about that. But then we got back and um, the guy that was at the coffee place was like, so you went to Kealakakua Bay? Like you, we were like, yeah. Um, and, and, and you, we took a kayak across. He's like, oh, that's technically like illegal for you to take an unguided trip. But you know what? You should just do it anyway. It's fine. <laughs> you know, like, OK, great. <laughs> and and then he was like, you know, there's like a spiritual like the the uh, aspect of Kealakakua Bay that you may not know. And and, and it's it's a, known as like a, a healing place for mothers and stuff because of, you know, the, that was where the sort they of the god the of fertility was supposed to yeah. reside. And we're like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. And you have your pregnant wife. And I have there. my pregnant wife there. And he's like, also, and, uh, you know, they say dolphins can like tell if you're pregnant and stuff like that. And, and, uh, we had that crazy experience with the dolphins, you know? Oh, that's... And, uh, it was, it was just like, ended up, you know, 
being a lesson one, but also just like this magical kind of experience. And we just continued to keep having these magical experiences the whole time we were there in Hawaii. It was crazy. That's so I have a surprisingly large number of stories that are like, and this random local while visiting, while traveling, just fucking took a shine to us. And we did something very cool and off, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. happened to me a few times. And I think part of it is like, you're like uh, professionally, charming like that's what we kind of have to do for a living is like uh, engage with people in a, some way and then like i know stacy is like a, such a sweetheart and my wife's the same way it's like if you're nice people like you know people can detect that and sh- good shit happens like that's yeah. such like you were gonna just snorkel around the bay and then because earl happened to see you there and you put out whatever certain vibe um but it's like a, a testament to both the magic of hawaii and also the kind of people that you and stacy are too because that's like the oh, that's part yeah. of it. thank you see that's part I of it though because i'm that. sure there's people who are like yeah i went to hawaii and everyone was a prick to me like, <laughs> yeah i can see that too <laughs> like, like sometimes the people who are like i hated that place i'm like i want you want to be yeah. like it was you <laughs> trust yeah. me yeah well there is a mentality that obviously i'm i'm uh, susceptible to is to just complete distrust of any, you know, it's like right. their, their area. And I'm the one coming in like, who's this, who's this asshole? Right. You know? I don't give a shit what people think of me on a daily basis until I'm traveling somewhere <laughs> that I'm like, please don't think yeah. I'm a, and I'm like the loudest, yeah. fattest American, but I'm right. like, no, but you understand I'm different. Yeah. I'm trying to be cultured. No, it is. And I think if like everyone kind of approached it, even when you're in, um, you know, the States, it's like, I, I feel like, and I, I try to kind of re- remind myself to be this way is like, I, I, cause I, I, I think the best job would be to be an American diplomat, you know, like to just, go to other countries. On you just behalf go of and you have dinners on behalf of America and you're like nice. And you, <laughs> you just learn talk about culture about, and yeah, you're like, Oh, yeah. what's this dish called? Yeah. yeah that sounds like, awesome. I would love to be that to be my job and my, whatever the third act of my life or something <laughs> so like that. Yeah. That's your you, Clooney to tequila. Of, you jump yeah, to yeah, international yeah. relations. Like, but if you just treat it that way, like if you try to be just nice, penis cage, yes, your penis cage. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, me. That's me. Welcome back to <laughs> yeah, interlocking. Any, any hope for that career based off of all my work previous was, is uh, made that hopeless, but you know, that, that's, it is what it is. Oh, that's um, so, do you have any, uh, vacation, or trips uh, uh, planned or brewing? Uh, the next one is all set up. It should be it should be a mix of well, because we're gonna go we're gonna go to back to Bama for Christmas, so we'll be oh, hitting Birmingham okay. and uh, Mobile. Ooh, um, is Stacy from there too? No. She's from Birmingham. She's originally from uh, Franklin, Massachusetts, like Boston area and stuff, which I love. Boston oh, yeah. is like one of my favorite cities. And then, yeah, um, it would be a great city to me too. If I wasn't from New York, <laughs> if I didn't know New I York know, was because so close. I have that distance. <laughs> right. It's fascinating to me, but, um, the, uh, and, and we went on a great ghost tour when we were in Boston, too, which I also recommend any haunted tours. You should always, that's better than a, just a history tour. Cause it's always. a history tour and a ghost tour. Right. Yeah. There's, they're always going to explain some yeah. shit about We did day. that in Hawaii. You can like, look, just like get a, you know, you just go anywhere you go. You should just do the haunted. Charleston tour has some great haunted tours too. Oh, and if you're going to Europe, you should do um, the Rick Steves is my man. He's like the European traveler, you know, guru, oh, yeah. and he does um, downloadable walking tours, and you can just get those and walk around a neighborhood in like Barcelona, it, like, it's doing, like it's a podcast, like, more or less. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and hope no, I mean, they'll give you like step by step, like. Now take a left on Third Street, and this building was known as oh, the, you sick. know, Rick whatever. Steves. Rick Steves, man. Uh, expect to follow. Oh, up. and you should know about. He's also a big. He's like, 
huge into weed and legalization. <laughs> and he's like one of the people you can't argue with because he's so nerdy and just like, like everybody loves him from, he has no political, he doesn't trill unless it comes to travel or weed. He's not outspoken politically about anything. Oh, interesting. Um, this guy's like right in my wheelhouse. Dude, look up Rick Steves. I went and saw him speak at the Ace Hotel one time. And he's such a nerd, but it's like, oh, it's I awesome. really, I so might have him on him. as a fuck. I might try to you get him on see, high and mighty. See yeah. if you can. Oh, that would be, that makes so much sense. And then, um, but oh, fuck, what was I saying? But, um, oh yeah. So the we're going to Birmingham and now, oh. yeah. Well, well, Walking tours, like they have them for New York. There's like, I, I want to, yeah, I, there's, you just look those up. Right. I love those things because it's like, it's on your own time. It's like, oh, I'm on my way from this to that. I have a little time. I can listen to this 20 minute walking tour right, or whatever. Right, right. And you'll discover these like little nooks that you hadn't thought of before. And he even does them for museums, like big museums. Like you can get that instead of the, so the, uh, the museum version, paying eight yeah. euros for the, you know, the headphones at the museum. You can just oh, download cool. it to your phone. I, I always, if I'm going to Europe, then I, I always do like download a bunch of Rick Steves podcasts or any of those historical podcasts. Oh, shit. I, I want to walk into tours. Yeah. So sorry, you're um, going back. You're taking Sonny to Alabama. Oh, yeah. This will so be we're for going the to first meet time. the family. Yeah. He's never been to Bama. And then so, have any of the relatives come out to see him? Uh, uh, pretty much everybody, but my sisters, which yeah. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them, <laughs> but, um, he's going to meet his aunts on my side. Oh, so there. fun. And then we're going to go to, to, to New Orleans for, uh, about a week after for new year's. Cause Whoa. that's my favorite, one of my favorite cities. Wait, hold on. We should have another episode. We should do another, <laughs> we should do another episode about New Orleans cause I've been there three times. I fucking love it there. Yeah. It's two and a half hours from mobile, which is where I grew up. And so I always, I, I tend to fly into new Orleans when I'm going home. And so, so you can, can get a couple of days there yes, after the fact yeah. or before the fact. Right. I got friends and uh, a cousin that lives there and so so oh you know, shit um, we we should we got to talk about this oh man and uh, specifically let me know how you how new orleans is with a one-year-old or however old that's, sunny will be that at that is point. The, because it's gonna be the tricky that that's going to affect majorly this because that's like trip. all we're talking about is like we want to do another trip to new orleans and we're like we're either going to be we're hoping to be pregnant or and like yeah. being pregnant in new orleans seems awful because you can't drink or eat shellfish right, or whatever right, right, right. so it's like um, maybe we should wait until we have a kid or we either got to get it in now or wait till you have a kid. But I'm curious how old a kid is. Cause I feel mm -hmm. like you can still walk around with a fucking kid in a Bjorn for, a, if you have a nearby oh, hotel yeah. where you can be like, shit's hit the fan, get to the hotel. Yeah. We'll come back and get bloody Mary's in an hour. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I feel like you can swing it. Yeah. You can. Cause it again is a very walkable uh, right. city. Um, and we'll be staying in the garden district this Ooh, time. So nice. we'll have those nice cemeteries. We can walk around when I go. Oh, the Marigny. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's a great, I mean, it's, it's one of, it's like my favorite city. And I often compare it to Boston because they're like these European vibes, you know, yeah, they're like, that's American like the Anglo-European vibe. And, uh, like boss, uh, New Orleans is like the yeah, French, like right, Spanish, French, Spanish yeah, yeah. Yeah, influence. There. Uh, fucking Mimi's in the Marigny is like one of my favorite restaurants <gasps> yeah, yeah. in the entire city. Yeah. They have great, like those little, just like goat cheese croquettes, yeah, right? Yeah, is that yeah. what you're going to say? The, I was going to say like tapas. Yeah. It's there. all tapas. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. Yeah. And the, 
the Vino Verde, they're like Which green is a wine. Barcelona thing too. Like yes. that's what you love about Barcelona is the tapas restaurants, just wandering around through cobblestone streets, grabbing some tapas here and going to the next Literally place. my anyway. wife said last night we were like half asleep doing research. I was like looking at Barcelona shit on my phone. I'm like, Well, do you even why do you want she chose Barcelona? And I was like, What makes you want to go to Barcelona? She's like, Tapas. And I was like, That's a crazy reason to spend three thousand dollars on a flight, but you're not wrong. That does seem awesome. It's great. And they just count your toothpicks or your plates or whatever at the oh, end. That's so yeah. dope. Yeah. But but uh yeah, yeah. Mimi's on the Marini is a great and it's yeah. like a it's, it's a, dive like a dive bar, bar on the first floor where you're allowed to smoke. Food. And then on the second floor yeah. is like the best food. It's yeah. so fucking good. There. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that place. And of course, you know, like a monsoon and a burger from Portocol. Like uh, there's mm-hmm. so many things. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> we could, let's do it. Let's do a whole New Orleans app. We can maybe get some fucking uh Cajun lunatic. It's like, we have to have, some, I have to have some friend that is from New Orleans or is like an expert there and the three of us can go get, go deep. Hell yeah. Um, Alan, thank you so much for coming on and talking vacations. Thanks now I'm like me. really grooving on some vacation <laughs> ideas. I want to go to Hawaii. We literally have talked about maybe two vacations each and over in an hour. So. <laughs> I know. There's more. I mean, there, yeah, there's but plenty it's, more, it's, brother. It's, uh, it's definitely something. Don't sleep on these vacations, man. Take a trip. Yeah. You know, and this is going to be more depressing than I want it to be to end it but like something that always comes to mind is my father was like an avid reader he read the newspaper every single day front to co- two different newspapers cover to cover and I'm like dad you should read books he's like I don't have time for books I want to know what's going on he's like when I retire I'm going to read he had like a bookshelf of stuff that it gifts like Derek Jeter like he was a big Yankee fan Giants fan so he had like all these books he's like I'm gonna get around to reading these and then he passed away at like 55 and Uh, never read a uh book from the ages of like 35 to 55 and I'm like I see myself going like well I'll travel a bunch when I'm older I'll travel a bunch when once I'm retired and I have nothing going on I'll be traveling like once the kids and it's like don't put shit off just in case. God no. help, you know, God forbid. It's true. Stacy's father did that same thing. Yeah. Same and same thing happened. And, you know, and, and, you know, now her mom is just kind of tra- traveling her Yeah. Ass that's what off. my mom's doing now too. She's um, like got like three different groups of girlfriends where she yeah, just goes just all go over. Just these travel like, Jonathan, groups. I went to Cuba. I'm like, <laughs> what? It's just opened. And she's like, yeah, we took a cruise from Miami yeah. to Cuba. It was so nice. Jonathan, they have all these old cars. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, oh. it's like, mom, they're like, they're, they're, son- they're doing sonic attacks on American diplomats. My head is pounding. <laughs> and this guy asked me to bring a briefcase back for him. I, I'm supposed to meet him at JFK. No. <laughs> but that's cool, man. Like you got to see other parts of the world that's that's the fundamental problem i feel like right now is that people don't yeah and see other parts of the the only problem is that people don't travel (laughs) well it's like hard to be racist if you go somewhere where there's a whole nother race that lives there like it's hard to like dislike a a race when they're you know you're in their world or you're like oh wait no you're we're all fucking same oh this is y'all this is working here too this this style this culture and everything's fine uh where can uh people find you on twitter and television and etc like on tv i'm at alan mcleod (laughs) (laughs) on your tv handle (laughs) is at alan mcleod on twitter right at Al McLeod on Twitter, on Insta, you'll see all my travel pics and stuff. Oh, sick, dude. Sick. Get that Tao shot. I need a shot of uh, shirtless Alan in a fucking hot oh, pool. Oh, yeah. Just chugging arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. And, um,. Yeah, you're the worst is Wednesday nights on you, FX. You're the worst Wednesday yeah. nights on FX. There's, uh, this will probably come out this week or next, so there's still a couple oh, cool. episodes left. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check We're it about out. Halfway through the season, right? Um, now. truly, like 
so many of my friends are on so many different shows, but there's so few that I actually watch. And You're the Worst is one that me and Tiff, like, and it, it's rare that both of us lock in on a comedy. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there, there's something about You're the Worst that makes it not a comedy where you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to probably end on a downer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost always. Or just be a downer the whole way through. But the that's only, great. Truly the hardest thing I've had with the show so far was the uh, portrayal of the improv comedian uh, world. And not because yeah, yeah. it offended me, but because it was so real. I was so mad at myself. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is what I'm like. This is so bad. <laughs> yeah you know it's good uh, it's a, another way to just like look in the mirror uh, is oh. when your friends write on TV shows about your lifestyle oh, yeah, you're like, hey, wait a minute that's me <laughs> that was like remind me one time I was watching Mindy Project and Adam Pally like clearly improvised a bunch of stuff about his college rugby team and I was like <laughs> You definitely, I think, took that from a conversation with me, dude. Uh, we referenced Pally on the show at one point. You call him by name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it is in regards to. I don't remember the context to. at all. It's, cer- I, it's certainly not an insult, but, but I can't But it was something remember. like, oh, what about blah, 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 Adam Pally? Like, I yeah, texted yeah. him when I saw it, too. Oh, I was yeah. like, you just got name dropped. I'm fucking, <laughs> you're the worst. Um, and the new seat, you're always on uh, Drunk History as a narrator so, from uh, the yeah, early yeah. days. Yeah, I, I should be, uh, you know, if uh, for whatever the new season is. Is oh gosh, I mean, like yeah. season five. I can't even believe. I don't even know what's going. I can't long. believe that they've been uh, getting people to get wasted for this long. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oddly professional too, which is yeah. weird when you do it. I think I, I think I'm supposed to be on what was initially considered a Halloween episode, but if it's not out yet, I, maybe they're going to rebrand it as uh, as just a spooky <laughs> as, episode, you know, uh, unsolved mysteries or something. <laughs> I'm on the new season of Drunk History as well as a drunk. Oh, narrator so if That's you're tired right. of hearing me ramble stoned into a microphone maybe listen to me ramble drunk into yeah. a camera <laughs> yeah that's going to be awesome. Uh, Alan, thanks so much for coming out, man. As thanks always, I'm at John Gabris on Twitter. Um, no H in John or Gabris. Buy yourself a shirt at Gabris.com slash shirts. And uh, why don't you listen to the Action Boys on Patreon? That would be sweet of you. Um, all right, guys. Bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.